again, uh, this is a big risk. Let's see if this all works. I know. Let us pray. Gracious loving God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks that we can be together. We give you thanks uh, that we have overcome so much. We give you thanks for your word. And God, uh, help us to be good stewards. Uh, help us to hear you. Help us to speak your word. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Yeah. Good evening, friends, and welcome to the, the what was it, the resurrected edition of uh, of Scripture Talk. Uh, we are um, in our new studio space. Um, if our audio sounds a little strange, it's just because we are wearing masks. We are still not, even though we are can spread out. I can I, I before if I was to extend my arms out like this, I would have you know committed a crime in the state of Texas with the number of people I would have touched. Yeah. Um, we can stretch out, you know, st- you know, I, I am more than I am more than six feet away from Stacy at this moment, which I was less than six inches away from Stacy. And, you know, we can all go full span um, and not touch anybody. Right. Um, but it, we are still less than six feet. So anyways, but the mics are good and we're here um, and we're still having Internet problems. And that's the thing. But anyways, I am Pastor Trey Comstock with me as ever is Sister Brandy Dudley. Good evening. Pastor Scott Ketchot, great to be here. And on the ones and twos is... Stacy Tyler. Hello, friends. Yes, we are live in the studio together. Um, but... Uh, well, Trey is back. Yeah, and also I'm back. back I'm, I've been back a whole week. Um, it, it, I, I've, I'm so tired. Uh, last So last week... Uh, so I had Esther with me in the office all of last week. And so she's lovely and she's great. Um, but trying to do childcare for an infant while also like come back from being gone for eight weeks is entirely too much. Um, and so uh, Sydney's on spring break this week. And so I could like work in my studio for a solid six hours to get ready for the night. It was great. Anyways, our scripture reading this evening is uh, John chapter 12 uh, verses 20 through 33. Among those who went up to worship at the festival were some, were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethesda in Galilee, and excuse me, Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, "Sir, we wish to see Jesus." Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, "The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain." But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their, hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me. Where I am, there will my servants be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Now my soul is troubled. And what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, the voice that is come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. This is probably not the conversation that those Greek guys thought they were going to have, right? Like this is probably, you know, uh, I, we really want to meet Jesus. Okay, I'm going to die, right? 
uh, Jesus leaps like kind of deep into the kind of super dramatic um, heading towards the conclusion, right? Um, and it is showing the like, you know, the kind of sermon title for this week is, you know, who is, have you met Jesus? He's the man, right? This is very micro-focused on he is going to die. Not even just he's going to suffer, not that he's going to pretend to die, not that it's going to be like he's dead, but no, 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 he's going to physically die. And he's ready for it. I like that, like, you know, straw man Colin response of like, you know, what am I going to cry out? God, I don't want to do this. No, that's why I'm here. That's why I was born. That's why I've been living. That's what I'm doing here. Right? Is it going to be hard? Yeah, it's going to be awful. But you see, you know, you see that. That actively choosing, that willing sacrifice, just like you'll see in the Garden of Gethsemane later, you see Jesus actively choose it. He's not an automaton. Uh, he too could have chosen not to do it. Instead, he chose it, cho- chooses to do it. Um, but it is, you know, to me, what I see in this is, you know, a human ready to make a sacrifice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Th- th- there was no doubt that he knew what his mission was. And uh, I think it's interesting because just the tone of this ver- uh, verse and what's been going on. So recently, uh, Zeb watched uh, the movie The Groods. Nice. And uh, in, in The Groods, uh, the, the dad's way of trying to keep the kids in lines is he just explains how everything is going to kill them. You know, because, you know, the, the cavemen, life is difficult. And so, like everything was going to kill them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah that, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> and so here of late, that's like Zeb's funny little thing when we mention something that, Will we die? And it's and it's funny in the movie because that's not everyone's normal runaround always thinking about dying or that everything's going to necessarily kill us. That's why it's amusing. Yet, when you look at this fact, Jesus is aware of the fact that he came here for one purpose. Right. And that was to go to the cross. And I, I can only imagine what the Greeks were thinking. Like you said, this is not what they were expecting. You, you almost get this... Uh, idea that maybe the disciples weren't even sure if they should take them you know one goes and asks the other one and here we'll, we'll go together and take them to jesus right like <laughs> you know, you know is, is this a, is this a great idea what like you know <laughs> I, on, what, the, what's, yeah. what's he gonna say right you know you know they kind of gotten used to jesus the loose cannon um is this guy gonna hear you know you can think about like you know as he, as he greets the rich young ruler um and gives a response to the rich ruler. you can just watch the like you know sometimes the the um the Disciples thinking in Jesus is Jesus PR guys, right? Yeah. Jesus, you know, I, if you've ever had to like handle a candidate or, you know, do PR for anyone, um, you, you just like, Oh, what is he gonna say? Um, yeah, no, I, yeah. I can feel that hesitancy. Yeah, you, you totally get that idea. I mean, and other verses where you see them kind of like trying to keep the kids away. Oh, like yeah, yeah. the, they were totally trying to be gatekeepers for him. And the, you know, and, and then this time he just, jumps right off into it there's no let me give you a life lesson it's well what did you come to see a man who's about to die but i got a question though because i noticed that when they brought the greeks to jesus he goes and says the hour has come that the son of man be glorified is is that saying up until like now he's been telling everybody don't tell him i did this don't tell anybody this happened is he, did he wait till some Gentiles come in and, and want to seek him out to say, okay, now I'm going to be glorified? What's, what's up with that? 
No, I just I think you got to realize where you are in the plot of John's gospel. Mm. The next chapter, chapter 13, we're at the Last Supper. Yeah. Right? That, you know, one of the weird things about John is, yes, the because the Last Supper takes six chapters, right? It's, or five chapters, right? It runs mm. from chapter 13 to chapter 18, and then the crucifixion is chapter 19, uh, the suffering crucifixion is chapter 19, and then... Um, the resurrection is chapter 20 and then we all go home, right? right. Yes, that sounds right. Um, so like a good chunk, if, if, if John is 20 chapters, like five of them, 25% of John's gospel is all the Last Supper. Yeah. So in a couple scenes, they're going to be, you know, he's going to be, you know, the, oh, we open chapter 13 with Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Right. So I think part of it is the time has come. Literally, the time has come. Um, this is, I, 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 I think just even if you... Th- Part of that is, you know, he has been living and, and certainly giving glory to God. But now the main show is about to begin. Mm-hmm. He yeah. is um, he has always been on the road to the cross. Yes. Um, but he is, you know, um, he's headed there. Right. We're going to last supper for five chapters. Um, but that's the way John tells it. You know, it, it's hard to know. Right. Because you have all these stories and thoughts that Jesus shared that that different gospel writers put in a lot of places. But you can honestly believe that Jesus getting this one night, right, to explain a lot of things mm-hmm. would have taught a ton of things at this Last Supper. Yeah. Or reiterated points that maybe he had, maybe this isn't the first time he had told them, right? But reiterates a lot of points, right? Because this is where you get him. You, he talks about the Holy Spirit in John 14. That's at the Last Supper, right? The foot washing. John 13. That's the Last Supper. You know, obviously the prediction, all the predicting of Judas, Judas's trash fire, all that. <laughs> um, and so this is... I think this is, in this case, this is literal. Literally, the time has come. Um, I am headed to the cross. Um, you know, the time for um, not talking about this stuff, the time for other teaching is done. Mm-hmm. It is time for me to go fulfill my other purpose, right? And this is, you also notice, this is, he's talking to Gentiles, talking to other people. He didn't tell a parable, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, he really, like, he uses some analogies, but it's not a parable, right? He does not say a man is walking down the road and, you know, does a farmer thing. And then this thing happens, right? Or, you know, he, he mentions, you know, an agrarian analogy, but this is much more direct. This is not told in a story. This is not told in a parabolic way, right? This is told very direct. Um, you know, just like a seed's got to die in the ground. That's what I've got to do. So he's kind of like Michael Jackson when he announced his last tour, this is it. You know, and then he turned around and he dies. But, you know, yeah. same concept that this is it. Here we go. Yeah, this, I mean, this is it. Here Cue we go. the music. It's yeah. the final countdown. <laughs> <laughs> so I also know the lyrics to that song. Right. Um, there are lyrics. Yeah. Um, so uh, when I was... One summer I was filming a documentary in Spain um, and I had, we, this is back in CDs um, and we had one CD for the whole summer. Uh, <laughs> and weirdly final countdown, A, final countdown was on that CD. B, our translator who was with us hated that song with a vengeance. And so me and my best friend, Brian, who was my production assistant, would still sing that song every day. Um, it's a beautiful story about we're leaving together, but still it's farewell. Uh, I keep yeah. trying to work that into Summer of Rock. Maybe in Summer of Rock Volume 3, um, we will get the final <laughs> countdown. Oh, please, God, no. <laughs> It'd be great. I mean, uh, Stacy, your objection is only incentivizing me to do that. 
Uh, keeping with that, not having a lot to do, there's a comment in the uh, chat uh, from Joe. Well, it's not like they had a lot going on back then either. Hey, it's Friday night. What are we going to do? Looks like the only thing showing tonight is a crucifixion. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, um, for hundreds of years, for, for much of humanity's existence, public executions were big fanfare. Yeah. Even in uh, um, even in kind of 100 years ago America, public, you know, go, you know, hey, we're going to go down to the hanging and then we're going to uh, go to lunch. Um, you read stories of the Civil War, yeah. the packing uh, picnics to go sit up on the yeah. hill and watch the battle. It's like... yeah. Yeah, Are you it, really paying attention to what's going on? No, because these people, in, well, especially the Civil War, they had never seen. Yeah. War. They didn't. They had no idea, right? They had no idea what they're in for. Um, Same thing with the witch hunts. Yes. I mean, yeah, again, you know, there is, it is not unrealistic when you think about this idea that there is this crowd gathered around yeah. um, there um, at Galgotha as the people are, you know, are, are being hung on the cross um, because, you know, there, there would have always been crowds. Romans did executions in this very painful and very public way to make a point about don't cross the Roman Empire. And, and then you hit the timing of it, of this being in the Passover. So you yes. have people over there for the celebration, which may be why these Greeks are here. Right. You know, we, I mean, if it is literally happening in Passion Week, which it kind of seems that way right. you know, from the way it's in there, then uh, they very well could have been there for the celebration and... Well, but the other part is you have to remember that there just would have been Greeks. Yeah. They're just in. Um, Big Metropolis was what Jerusalem was. Right. Jerusalem was a ma- which major, major metropolis. Um, we're in now because the Romans are here. We're at, at one point, the Greeks ruled you know, the Holy Land, mm-hmm. ruled um, over this place. And so throughout that whole kind of arc of the ancient world that kind of, you know, that includes North Africa, that includes the Holy Land, that includes Turkey, modern-day Turkey, uh, modern-day Greece, modern-day Italy, modern-day Spain. There just would have been Greeks everywhere because Greeks, you know, Greek, we think of great Greek culture and Roman culture as separate because you have to memorize the lists of gods separately, yes. right? And they're separate units in high school history. But honestly, like, yeah. one just leads in the other. Yeah, big crossover. Um, it's a huge crossover. And so it just would have been Greeks Probably, um, it's not clear who these Greeks are. Greeks could also mean one of two, th- a couple of things, right? These could mean truly Greek Gentiles, or these could be Greeks who are somewhat interested in Judaism, yeah. the, the, the proselytes, right? The like, maybe they're like they're on their way, like they are Greek people living in wherever, but who have become interested in Judaism. We know there was like a, a, an onboarding process yeah. um, uh, for Judaism. And so this could, again, we're not, we don't get a whole lot other than this is once again, you know, you can never lose sight. Anytime Jesus is talking to a Gentile, that's insignificant to us because we go, we're Gentiles. That's obvious. Um, that's not obvious in the day um, yeah. that Jesus is there for Gentiles. And, would have been really important for John's audience. John's audience is a largely a Gentile audience. Yeah. Um, and so this is John's audience having a chance to see themselves show up live and in por- person here in the gospel. And, and if it wasn't for Jesus doing things like this, then uh, Peter and especially Paul would have had a much more difficult yes. way of convincing uh, the Jews that it was for the Gentiles as well. Right. Yep. You know, and, and even even though they had all of this, there was some contention and ultimately had to have a big council about it and stuff. Well, I mean, it, it is a really, it is a huge shift yeah. in 
how people talked about God and the relationship with God. If you think of particularly Second Temple Judaism, which is where all of our well, all of our Bible, all of our New Testament Bible friends come yeah. from, they all come from Second Temple Judaism. Second Temple Judaism is all about let us consolidate as much as we can here in this temple. Let us make it very clear what is Jewish. And what is not? Because all of these not Jewish people keep wiping, keep conquering us, keep taking, yeah. taking us over. So let you know the let us, you know, let us. In the Pharisees are kind of the ultimate expression of this. Let's double down on tradition. Let's double down on the temple. Let's double down on making sure it's clear that we are Jewish and that is different. Um, and Yahweh is for us um, and not for these other people. Um, and what Jesus is saying is saying that's cute. Uh, not what we're here for, right? And no, that's a huge, like that's a huge shift. No, no God for you. Back no, no, no God for you. No. You know, they they, they kind of they got used to it one way. They knew it one way, um, and so you can even even in the people who knew Jesus. You know, we kind of we kind of get frustrated. We get frustrated because we read Paul, right? And Paul is so over it, right? Yeah. Paul is so over the like, who cares? Um, you know, welcome to Romans, right? Like, the Romans is the grand like, who cares? Um, why, why are we t- why are we talking about this? Um, or rather, you know, so we read Paul, and so we get frustrated. The people that are that are, that are that are this way that say, hey, no, you should be circumcised. No, um, hey, you yeah. shouldn't eat the meat sacrificed to idols. Who cares, yeah. right? And, and and we as good Christians and certainly as good Protestants are very good. Like, yes, of course, who cares? We love Paul, but it was really hard. It's a huge change. And, and yeah, they were very particular on how they did everything regarding God. Uh, even as uh, one of the comments in there, uh, they were even scared to say God. Yeah, name. that's just yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and that's where um, that's where. Uh, the various nick well that's where the various nicknames for god comes from um and it's also where uh so jehovah is a misprint right so the name so the name jehovah for god um is the consonants of one word and the vowels of another word yep. um smushed together it's not actually a historic name for god it is a mistranslation yeah. um but that's where you get like adonai um yeah. lord that's where you get you know, or in the greek you get kyrios um you get you know, Lord, you get, you know, um, because you weren't allowed, you even weren't allowed to say God's name. The, the, right. the Tetragrammaton, the, the Yahweh, yeah. um, was, was, was forbidden to speak. Yahweh was no way. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, the phrase is you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. But Jesus is like, Hey, y'all want to live? Get in here. Right. Yeah. Again, there's, <laughs> yeah, that, Come with me if you want to live. Right. Or come with me. Die so you want to live. Right. But Jesus is setting, you know, we, we talk a lot about Jesus flipping the script upside down, flipping the, you know, the expectations upside down. Again, you, you think of triumph. You think of victory. You think of not dying. Right. Yeah. That fundamentally triumph, tri- triumphal rulers live. Right. <laughs> they don't die. This is saying, in order to truly achieve whatever, you must die. That's right. Um, yeah. And I'm going to die first. Which, which then makes this uh, deal with the Greeks showing up uh, very similar to some of those funny scenes in movies and sci-fis where the person just runs in and all of a sudden out of nowhere goes, okay, here's what's about to happen. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I just, you know, one of, the, one of the ways we're kind of approaching the series is to put ourselves in the minds of the people first hearing this. Yeah. And I really want to know. I really like 
I think a lot about what those Greeks must have thought, right? Um, they're here to see this, hear, hear this good word from Jesus. And the good word from Jesus is, you know, at some point I'm, I'm, uh, at some point very soon, I'm going to do the thing I came here to do. I'm going to die. Well, I'm out of here. Plus it, dang, man, that's not what right. I want to hear. Right. right? I, I mean, it isn't, it isn't what, uh, even when you think about, you know, like, uh, mentioned in the uh, chat again, unless you're on the hero's path in a novel, you know, yeah, often when you're thinking of a hero, and especially the mindset of the uh, Jews of what the Messiah was supposed to be, they had, they had this, yeah, it talked about the suffering servant, but they really had separated that from the Messiah. And so they keep thinking of this conquering king who's coming, and in the midst of the context of what they're dealing with, the oppression of the Romans, right. they're like, yes, now's the time. Let's get these Romans out of here. We, we see that throughout Jesus' ministry and multiple times when the crowd, he had to leave because the crowd, he could tell, was about to try to force him to become a king. Uh-huh. And so then all of a sudden this idea of, oh, well, I'm going to die. I mean, in other places you see Peter pulling him to the side. Hold up, dog. Chill out. Chill out. Not all this dying stuff. You, you have a set thing that you're supposed to do. And no, he did. But the path to victory was not anything like anybody else would have ever come up with. Well, right. And this is where if, 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 part, of, if part of what this series is doing is thinking about what do we actually need to know about Jesus? Yes, yes, yes. I get that he's our savior. That's the point. But what? Why was, how, how does what he does... How is it about him that makes him the savior? A lot of people have died, right? You know, yeah. not a lot. Lazarus rises from the dead, right? Other people have died in the Bible. Other people have risen from the dead in the Bible. Um, why does Jesus dying and Jesus rising uh, matter so darn much? Why does that change the fabric of reality? Well, part of this is what we talked about last week, that he is God. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and so it is God doing these things. And so you, you can't separate that out. But the other piece of this is where we get this understanding of the humanity of God, yeah. exactly. the humanity of Christ, rather, um, because he has to actually die. Yeah. Right. Or it, it can't be that it, it can't be that simulation. Right. He doesn't say I'm going to pretend to die. He says, I'm going to die now. He's going to conquer death. But that's, you know, miraculous. Welcome to God stuff. Um, but this is, you know, that creating that balance that we, that churches, the church, capital C church has been arguing about for thousands of years because it makes no sense. How can one person be a hundred percent everything? Yeah. Both a hundred percent God and a hundred percent human. Um, if he's not a hundred percent human, then it's not a real death. And that, that's why that matters so much. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know one of the things they've been bringing up in seminary is this fact that, you know, only God could redeem. Right. But he could only redeem what he was. Right which necessitated the fact of him having to be 100% man and 100% God and then trying to explain how that works. Well, we just can't. I mean, not really. You can get close, but the reality of it is it's one of those aspects of God that we can't really get our finite mind to grasp 100%. But I don't think we can never figure that out because we know point blank that something has to die in order for us to live. Yeah. So there's no way you can figure it out. Yeah, that the propitiation aspect, the atoning sacrifice. Mm-hmm. That, but yet, it's, what's crazy is that it's not just about appeasing a judgment. It's about love, right, and making reconciliation. Well, and you know, some of 
and a lot, and we've talked about this. This is a common theme, not just in the show, but in Christian theology, that a lot of times the thing that makes the most sense, you, well, it isn't the thing, right? It would make so much more intellectual sense if Jesus was just pretending to be human, right? right? Um, but then that sacrifice is meaningless. Um, or it would make so much more sense if God, as was as Nicodemus throws out there um, in last week's scripture, that oh, God's presence is just with you. Well, that would make so much more sense, right? Just as God's presence is with me, or God's presence is often more with Sister Brandy. Gesturing in Sister Brandy's direction. Um, <laughs> God's presence is often with Sister Brandy, um, right? Like, you know, that would make so much more sense, but it's not, right? That there are, and, I, and, and a lot of times in that kind of apologetics of like arguing with atheists, it comes down to, well, that doesn't make sense. And then I went, and as Scott brings up, like the point is it's a greater intelligence, right? God is capable. You, you ask the like, can God create a mountain so high that God can't move it? No, that's a contradiction in terms. Um, God can be both fully human and fully divine. I can't, you can't, we can't wrap our heads around it. Thankfully, it's not about us. Right. We don't have to wrap our heads around it. <laughs> but if the death, if the, if God, if Christ's death isn't real, then it doesn't accomplish anything, right? Yeah. Then it's just you know, uh, then it's just stage acting, right. right? I have died a lot on stage, right? I didn't do anything. I'm still here. Um, it's not Jesus stage acting. It's Jesus willingly choosing a rather painful and gory death. Yeah, because without a real death, there is no real resurrection, and without He being the first of the resurrection, then there's no hope for anyone else That's regarding right. resurrection. So it's one of those you know, things that's kind of a, a house of cards. You start picking at one and the rest of it falls because it needs that foundation of realizing it had to be a certain way. Right. And this is why he's the man. Only Jesus right. could do this. That's right. Right. Uh, you were going to say something, Stacey? No, I was just going to say uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus is the goat. Yeah, yeah. sure. Greatest yes. man of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you see in this scripture that kind of steely reserve, that steely resolve, rather. The like, um, I know exactly what this is going to happen, um, and I'm going to do it. I'm doing this. I'm ready. Um, and even when you get to the Garden of Gethsemane, and he has these moments of doubt, which is also very human, um, he still goes back to that steely reserve, that steely resolve of, I, I'm ready. Um, I understand the purpose I was sent here for. This is the purpose I was sent here for. I'm going to die this horrific human death um, in order that um, these people who can be garbage fires um, may have uh, eternal life. You know, and, and, and that really, uh, that motivates me a lot of times is, is thinking about, you know, Jesus, even Jesus had his moment of doubt, you yeah. know, and uh, that, that inspires me to go, well, if Jesus you know, has his doubts, you know, it's, it's okay for me to have my doubts as long as I, uh, I, you know, I come to, again, like Jesus did and, and accept it and go, okay, here we go, you know, and, and, and do what, uh, do what you're expected to do. Well, again, I mean, doubt's not the sin, Yeah. right? As we often talk about, um, but I think it's always important to reiterate, uh-huh. doubt's not the sin. The sin is walking away. Uh-huh. Right. Not my right. will, but yours. Right. Um, it is... It is often in the Bible, there is moments of questioning, right? The Psalms question, Jesus questions. Um, that's not the sin. We, we, may, we as Christians make that the sin, and it's just not. Um, the, the sin is walking away. The sin is ending the conversation. Right. Um, it's okay. If we talk about a relationship with God, it's okay for those relation, that relationship to have its ups and downs. You're not going to live at the, you know, 
the transfiguration, the, the high the high point of Jesus' yeah. life with God, right? The transfiguration where like God claims him and it's beautiful. Um, and Peter wants to build a retreat center up there, right? Um, <laughs> right? Like awesome. you can't. And so it's going to have its ups and downs. Uh, the point is, is what Jesus demonstrates is how to stay in that conversation, stay in that relationship so that the breakthrough can happen. Right, because I mean like, I don't know how many times I, I like, I, for instance, uh, one time I walked out the back of the church and walked down the, the hill and, and spent 20 minutes cursing God. Sure. You know, I was mad at him. Sure. And, uh, but, you know, like like you always say, you know, he, he, got, he puts his big boy pants on and it's okay. And uh, as long as we uh, we don't turn away, you know, just get, say what we got to say to him and then like, Okay. God's a pretty big kid. God can take it, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, there's a great comment in the chat, and then we'll then we'll end it here. Uh, doubt is like a mental detour. Uh, we know who we are and where we are going, just not sure how to get there, right? Oh, and yeah. it, but it is again, it is staying on that path and not jumping to another path, even if it's not clear where that path is going. Um, it is to stay in that. Well, um, thank y'all so much uh, for joining us for another uh, fun-filled edition of uh, Scripture Talk. Um, it is it is nice to be back. This is yeah, this is yeah. a lot easier when we're not on Zoom. Yes. Um, I am thankful uh, for the Zoom tech that made uh, the past year possible, um, but I'm also thankful that we can uh, gather here together. If you have uh, comments um, uh, about Jesus as a human, please post them uh, on Facebook. This will go up on YouTube. You can check out our YouTube channel. Uh, you can check out our website at palestinegrace.com slash video. You can always email us gracechurchpalestine um, at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be back with another edition, um, hopefully, Lord willing, live from the studio again um, next week at 6 p.m. Um, also, don't forget, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Uh, fear not. Stay well. God is with us. Um, and with a little bit of luck, now we will dance! We're all at the same point of the music now. It used to be. Right. They were slightly delayed for y'all.